0: Greetings. We welcome you to the podcast of the Blue Spring Road Church of Christ. We're located in Huntsville, Alabama at 2150 Blue Spring Road. I am your host, Dr. Floyd Rogers, the evangelist of the Blue Spring Road Church of Christ. We pray that you will tune in to our podcast to be strengthened through the word of God that you might experience a great relationship with the God of heaven. We want to do subjects that will benefit you to grow as a Christian as well as to help you to be strengthened as a family. We want to make heaven our home. and We want to encourage you to help others to strive to make heaven your home And the children of God said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. This morning we desire to invite you to Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs chapter four. We would ask that you would allow us to uh, go from verse one I want to just look at one and two. That's our text. But allow us to go down to verse number five. Proverbs chapter four. When you get there, when you get there, let us know, preacher, we there. Proverbs, the fourth chapter. If you're there, say amen. Amen. The Bible says, Hear, O sons, a father's instructions, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts, and do not forsake my teachings. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother. He taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my word. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Is that what your Bible said? Let the church say amen. You may be seated. As we listen to the words of the wise man, it's important that we gain the sight to see that he says that his father taught him. His father would take an opportunity to teach him. I say to our men, our fathers, on Father's Day, please take an opportunity to teach your sons. Allow us this morning to use for a subject heading, fathers lead according to God the Father. Fathers lead according to God the Father. I've told you on numerous occasions that My grandfather and grandmother reared me. Therefore, my grandfather necessarily did not believe in God, but it's amazing how some of the things that he would say actually were in the word of God. My grandmother was a true believer of the word of God, even though she would throw out some words at you every now and then that are not found in God's word but she still believed in the word of god when we consider for a moment that since today is father's day we want you to see the importance that fathers should take i want fathers to understand that god intended for you to take the leading role within your home it's important that fathers Regardless of your age, you need to understand that God still intends for you to be the leader of your house. You will set the tone for your house. And God would have you to follow the instructions. When we listen to the wise man, it seems like the wise man is saying that his father gave him instructions. Those instructions should be passed down From generation to generation. I say to our fathers today that we need to pass down some teachings that seem to be lost. I said this morning that when we were raised, we were taught that if someone came behind you that were older, you would open the door for them and wait till they come through. I told you this morning that if it was a lady, you open the door for them, you speak to them, and you even remove your hat to show respect to them. Those teachings seem to have been gone and far in between. We don't see individuals having that same respect these days. We have told fathers across the time that we have been proclaiming the word, to lead one must be willing to follow. If you intend to lead to be a leader, then you must first be willing to follow. We have told fathers to lead, one must be willing to hear God and communicate with God. In order for you to communicate with God, we go to God through prayer. Peter said, cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. In order for God to communicate with us, we've gotta allow God to talk to us through the word. That's why we read the word. That's why we study the word. That's why we meditate Upon the word of God. In order to lead, one must be willing to establish the tone. In our homes, fathers, we've got to put our best foot forward to be the example for the wife, to be the example to the children. We must set the tone in order to be the men that God would have us to be, in order to lead. One must be willing to be firm, but yet compassionate. We as men must understand that God expects great things from us. And I know this because before Adam could ever receive his blessing, before Adam could get his gift, he had to work, keep the garden, he had to name the animals. Something lets me know that we must do our part as men and take the lead the way God would have us to be. Fathers are not absent. It's the dads that are absent. See, anybody can be a dad, but it takes a responsible man to be a father. Fathers are not abusers. Those are men that don't know how to love. Those are men that do not take on the responsibility that God has placed before them. Fathers are not the best of men, but they are caring men. There is not a father here that will not tell you they have not lived a perfect life. And if they tell you they've lived the perfect life, they're lying to you and they need prayer this morning. Fathers are not forgetful of where they came from but they are truly mindful of where they're trying to hear to. every father this morning should be striving to make heaven their home and the only way to make heaven your home is that you follow the instructions that are written in the pages of god's word that's why when john writes he says He that abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. But he that abideth in the doctrine of Christ hath both the Father and the Son. 2 John and verse number 9. We must understand the importance of staying with the Word of God. I told you fathers are not perfect fathers are trying to make heaven their home fathers have made mistakes fathers have said the wrong thing fathers have done the wrong things but yet we're still striving to make heaven our home we're still abiding in the word of god because we hold on to god's word because the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord I say there is a question that needs to be answered this morning. So let's find out the question. The question is, what makes a man? What is the statue of a man? The measure of a man is not determined on his strength. But is the measure of a man determined? Simply by his show of strength, some would say yes. My grandfather was six one or 6'2, but he had a real big hand. And I would tell my, my wife that every now and then, plowing out in the field, my grandfather would say, boy, let that mule rest a little while. But since he told me that if we would get this finished, We would go fishing. I'd plow him till he couldn't plow no more. When that mule fell over that day and died, I thought time had stopped and stood still. My grandfather wasn't a man that tried to hit me, but that day he took that plow rope, he popped me with it. He said, That's how that mule felt. I watched him. He had a big red mule. And every once in a while, that mule was hard-headed. He would walk up to him and hit him dead with his fist, right across his fe- face. And you know, a mule that big, you would think that you wouldn't hit him. But that's just how big my grandfather was. But the measure of a man is not in his strength. Is the measure of the man in the volume, the volume of his voice? No. Is it the height or his shoe size? Some would say you're not a man unless you're wearing a size 10. I know a lot of men that are not in a size 10. Somebody help me this morning. I'll be there shortly. Remember this morning that Dr. King said the measure of a man is not where he stands in the moments of comfort and confidence, but where he stands in the time of challenges and controversies. We've got to see what is the measure of a man. The measure of a man is then is not in his physical strength, but in his spiritual strength. I'm talking to real men this morning. The measure of a man is not in his height or his shoe size, but in his abiding faith, his everlasting spiritual fortitude. Every now and then, we need to see men that are ready to stand up for the cause of Christ. It was Jesus that said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. We've got to go back and make sure that we emphasize that God's men will walk according to the standards of God Almighty. We need to see that God gives men the directions to be the godly man. Therefore, I say this morning that fathers lead As God the Father has shown. When we think about God, he's holier than holy. When we think about God, he's purer than pure. When we think about God, he's stronger than strong. When we think about God, he's faithful at all points. God is almighty. God is compassionate. God is everlasting. God is our stronghold. God is just. When we as men can follow the directions of the almighty, certainly we will be the example in our home. When we can follow the compassion of God and we see that God is a compassionate God, we know that God is everlasting. We know that God is our stronghold and our just. But if we could just get me in to love as God has loved us. The Bible said, but God committed his love toward us. We were yet sinners. Christ died for us. Our love must be Genuine. As God's love is genuine. God is long-suffering. Fathers, we must be long-suffering. Fathers, we must be just like God the Father. We must be lawyer. So if we can just say that I'm going to love as God has loved. I'm going to be long-suffering just like God has been long-suffering to me. And I'm going to be lawyer even though you may not hear and respect. Expect me at this moment. I'm gonna be just like God the Father. God the Father is the Father of all creation. God the Father is the Father of glory. God the Father is the Father of mercies. God the Father is the Father of endurance. God the Father is the father of encouragement. God the father is the father of grace. God the father loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son to you and to me that we could have a right to the tree of life. I'm talking about we've got to learn how to love like God the father has loved. I need for you to keep in mind on this morning. That godly fathers seek God's instructions. Godly fathers will take the opportunity and allow God the word to speak. Godly fathers will understand the importance of seeking direction from God because they know in order for them to be the real men that God would have them to be, we've got to go to God in prayer. We've got to go to God in worship. We've got to go to God in study of the word of God. And we've got to meditate upon the word of God. We talked about how that the heart of a man plans his ways. But the Lord establishes his steps. Let me remind you that the heart is deceitful above all things. Therefore, if you want to make plans, your plans have to coincide with the plans of God Almighty. If you intend to be the man that leads your house and to lead your family to make heaven their home, then you've got to make sure that they see you in the word of God. Fathers, parents, we've got to spend time in the word of God so that they can understand that they need to read the word of God. I remember my grandmother saying to my grandfather one day, she said, you may not believe in God, but that boy need to see you picking up that Bible and reading the word of God. Men, we've got to show Our families that we really believe in God Almighty. When we talk about the fathers of our day, our earthly fathers, fathers have a crucial, critical role to play in the lives of their children. Men, I know that you thought that your role wasn't as big. Because you gave the seed and that was it. But I'm here to tell you that the psychologists have already nailed it down. they said the studies have shown that self-image, self-confidence, and behavior of children are strongly influenced by the role of their fathers as they played in their lives. My grandmother would tell me, boy, don't be like your daddy. He's an alcoholic, and he won't hit a lick at a snake. She said the snake could crawl across his feet, and he would just stand there. So one day I decided to tell her, I said, maybe he's trying to show how brave he is. She said, no, boy, your daddy just sorry. I'm saying that we need to make sure that we are given the example of a good man. We need to make sure that we are showing our younger men how to be the father for the next generation. Because if the truth be told, our men right now, our young men right now are in trouble. We need to do all that we can to help them to be what they need to be to please God Almighty. The Bible says in Proverbs 19 and verses number 18, Discipline your son while there is hope and do not desire his death. I used to think that there was something wrong getting beat. But I promise you, if we're disciplined on this side, he won't have to get disciplined out on those streets. There used to be a time that we were afraid to let our parents, our grandparents know that we have done something wrong because we knew that we were going to get toe up from the floor up. We knew that we were going to get a beating that everyone could see. I'm saying let's go back and discipline our children that they can have some hope. I'm not saying beat him to death, but at least he ought to be enough to fearful that he understands understand what will happen if they go against the instructions. I'm saying fathers, lead according to God the Father. There are three things I just want us to see here this morning, and this lesson is yours. I'm saying that we got to be positive men. We've got to lead as positive men. Not only positive but we've got to show that we are powerful men. We need to be powerful men. And I'm not necessarily saying with our voices. They need to see that we are powerful men by the very actions, the attitudes that they can see, that we, the example that we lead every day. It's about getting up, going forth, and they see that we're going to work. I'm saying that it's about hearing that we can communicate to our families. As a matter of fact, that's one of the, the, the most powerful things that we can do is to communicate with our family. But for some reason or another, we don't want to communicate to our families. But we'll work on that here, Charlotte. We got, got to get into the word. Let's see this. Let's see this now. Let's see this. And we've got to be punctual. I'm going to have some fun now. Because we always say God is always on time. But we don't get mad with God when God doesn't show up when we want him to show up. We say God is always on time. There was a child that called and said, Brother Rogers, I need a ride. Can you give me a ride? I said, no, I can't get you a ride because but I know somebody else that can pick you up. Uber went and got him. Uber picked him up. Took them by McDonald's. They were, ordered to get, were able to get the food, and they took them home. When they got home, they asked the dad, "Why is it, Dad, that McDonald's, the Uber driver, stopped at McDonald's?" He said, "Because I loved you just that much. I couldn't come pick you up, but McDonald's is always on the way home. You could get what you had to eat. Come on up home." Have a wonderful time. I couldn't get there to pick you up, but Uber is ready. I say, we don't understand how God has provided for mankind. today. I say, good fathers are led by the word of God because good fathers see the goodness of God in the word of God. Good fathers see the glory of God in the word of God. Good fathers seek to read the word that they could be the men of God and be pleasing not only to God, but to help the family to see how good God has been. Over in Luke chapter 11, beginning at verses number 11, the Bible says, If a son shall ask bread of you, that which is his father, Will he give him a stone or if he asks, a fish? Will he give him a fish? Will he give a fish to him or a serpent? Now you know that no father is ever going to give a serpent to the son. He said, or if you ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then be an evil and know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? He says, if evil father know how to provide that which is good to his children. Certainly you see the goodness of God the Father. And if you see the goodness of God the Father, then certainly you will be able to see the goodness of a man of God living like the God has placed in his word. I'm saying if fathers would simply follow the word and live by the word, then certainly we can be the men that God can be pleased with. Fathers lead according to God the Father. I'm talking about with a positive way. So we're going to talk about in a positive way. We've got to see what comes with a positive way. We ought to talk about confidence. Because children need to be able to see confidence in the father that's in the house. Not only confidence, but he ought to see that constructive side of a life. How to live a constructive life. It's none of this do this or do that, but it's having a constructive life. Let me ask you something, fathers. Do you remember growing up and seeing how that your granddaddy and your father always put a shine on their shoes before they left the house? Did that not mean something to them? I can remember my grandfather going to the coal mines and he want his, his overalls to have a starch in them. Guess who ironed them? And put that starch in them. I remember seeing a pair of pants that my grandmother ironed. you could just about stand them up and jump into them. But he wanted to be clean. I'm saying that our young men, they don't see that. That's why they walk around with their pants sagging because they haven't seen the positive walk. They haven't seen that constructive walk within the men that should be men of the fathers of the house. I'm talking about they need to see that positive type of lifestyle. And what about this progressive life? I'm talking about headed in a direction. So many of y'all young men don't know how to head in a direction. When we are in counseling, when young men decide that they're getting ready to get married, they said, Brother Rogers, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready. I asked the question, why do you want her as your wife? They get quiet just like that. Ask a woman, see what she tells. This one sister told me one day, she said, I just love him to death. I can't breathe without him. And I thought to myself, baby, yes, you can. (laughs) Yes, you can. Yes, you really can. You can breathe without him. A lot of times men don't have that progressive to say, I love her and I want to take care of her. They don't have that Progressiveness within them to say, I want to help her to go to heaven. Because I told you, if you're going to come to me for counseling, there are two questions I ask. Number one, can you thank God for this individual? So I'm asking the young ladies, can you thank God for this young man? If you cannot thank God for this young man, then you do not need him. And then the second one is, can this person help you to make heaven your home? If they can't do that, then you don't need to have a part in their life. Fathers lead according to the God, the Father. That's when we listen to what the wise man has to say. In Proverbs chapter four, he said, Hear, O sons, a father's instructions, and to be attentive, that you may gain insight, for for I give you good precepts. This is doctrine. Do not forsake my teachings. This is law. The father is telling the son how to live. The father's giving instructions the son how to carry out and be the man that God can be pleased with and then when we look at this the Bible says children be obedient to your parents in all things for this is well pleasing to the Lord young man we buried yesterday was 27 years old 27 I remember telling him from before we left Tuskegee if you are not active In this family's life, what happened to the dad will certainly happen to the son. The dad's life was taken from him. His throat was cut. This young man was shot to death. We're living in a cruel world. Our world needs to see... Brothers and sisters, they need strong men to follow patterns after. We talk about men too and all the time. But you know what? If men can't see, if young men can't see what a godly man looked like, then certainly they will have no example to follow. You know, young men come to service. I remember growing up as a little boy. There was a section where all the men were sitting. They called that the Amen Corner. Y'all remember that? Y'all, y'all, y'all probably never had that problem. I couldn't wait till I got older down in Piney Grove to just be in that section so I can shout out amen. But you know, every man that sat in that corner had their Bibles in their hand. If they were not reading, if they were not following, you at least thought they were reading, you at least thought they were following the Word of God. But so often when we come to service, we see one another doing different things in the midst of service. And our young people say, well, if they can do what they're doing, then certainly I ought to be able to do what I can do. Do you truly desire to be a positive father? Do you desire to be that positive father that is needful in the church, that's needful in the home? I'm saying, fathers, we've got to learn how to communicate One of the worst things in the world is the fact that African-American men do not communicate well. The problem is we didn't see it in our homes. Therefore, because we did not see it in our homes, we don't understand the value of communicating. This young man that was in counseling, He said, Brother Rogers, every time we go out to Bridge Street, she want to hold my hand. I don't want to hold her hand. I said, why you don't want to hold her hand? He said, I didn't see my dad and mama holding hands. We don't see the value in sitting the right tone, the right example. I'm saying our young men need to be able to see us verbally communicating with one another. If they can ever see the picture of us communicating, it'll help them to be better. The Bible says in James chapter 1 and verses number 19, you know this, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. I tell couples in counseling, in communicating, it's about listening, and it's also about verbally communicating. You've got to learn how to listen, and then you have to learn how to speak. Me and y'all going to help me this morning. It's important that we learn how to listen. You know, we, would, we would probably stay out of trouble if we learned how to listen a little more. Lord Jesus, I guess I to go over here and work on that positive thing. I guess I better get over here and make sure that they see some confidence. I guess I better get over here and make sure it's constructive because certainly we can be progressive if we will simply get into the word of God, if we can see the importance of communicating with one another. Fathers lead according to God the Father. And I'm talking about God is powerful, but certainly God's men are powerful. It's not really based upon the strength but it is based upon the sensitivity. God knows that we are strong. He made us to be strong. He made us to be physically strong that we can work and take care of our families. But at the same time, we've got to know how to be sensitive. And I think the best way to learn how to be sensitive is in the word of God. When we can actually exercise in God's word to make sure we see and that we know. Now, we like to talk about 1 Corinthians 11 and verses number 3. But I'd have you to know that the head of every man is Christ. And that the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. That has always been God's chain of command. But somewhere or another, we have lost this direction. We've got to go back and make sure that Christ is the head of every man and that the man take the lead within his home and that we know that Christ, we know that God is the head of Christ. But watch this. When you listen to Peter, he says, he husband's. In like manner, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. So that means I've got to know them. I say it's a sad commentary that Floyd been married to Sister Rogers for 37 years and don't know her. How are you going to sleep in the same house and not know one another? Going to eat at the same table and not know one another? How are you going to live together for 37 years and not know one another? The problem is that we're not communicating with one another. The problem is we're not trying to know one another. He says, giving honor unto the woman as unto the weaker vessel. We know that she's the weaker vessel, but why is it that she make all the decisions in the house? Baby, where you want to go eat? Where you want to go. Baby, what you want to dinner today? Whatever you cook. You mean to tell me we can't say what we want? We don't know how to say what we want. I want to go somewhere. Well, where you want to go? Wherever you want to go. You tell me where you want to go, and I'll go wherever you want to go. I'll drive if you just tell me where you want to go. Really? Is that how we do things these days? Because we don't know how to make right decisions? It says, be in joint heirs of the grace of life to the end that your prayers be not hindered. Think so often that we as men forget that our pride life can be hindered if we don't have a good relationship, the right relationship with our spouse. I don't want to miss out on heaven. I don't know about you, but hell too hot and eternity is too long. Fathers lead according to God the Father. Power is a word that can be used for good or for evil. God's word clearly indicates that men, that fathers be in power, bring the power into the parent relationship. The woman brings life. The father brings strength. I guess I better stop and pause for a moment because it seems like in many of our young homes these days, the woman brings forth life and she is the one with the strength. Fathers, help me to understand that why we can't be the men that God would have us to be. It's nothing wrong with washing some dishes. It's nothing wrong with cooking every now and then. It's nothing wrong with plugging up the vacuum cleaner, letting it go out throughout the house by itself. But wait, you know, I found out something. I found out those little vacuum cleaners that that, that, that they have these days that go by themselves. They said they got that. They invented that because men didn't want to push the vacuum cleaner. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. I'm talking about the woman brings life, but the father got to bring the strength to the home. Therefore, the father got to instruct the family we're going to get up and we're going to church. We're gonna do what God has commanded because that's what God has commanded. Fathers, we need to take the leading role. We ought to say every nine and then. Why is it every nine and then that, that 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 baby you're gonna ride with me this morning? Brother Rogers, you can say that because your wife don't drive. Me and I'm saying, get up on Sunday morning. Instead of her being the first one up, you be the first one up. You say. Whatever you need done on Sunday morning, I'm gonna help you to do it so that we can get out of here together and we're gonna be there before the Bible class gets started. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Punctual, God is always on time. Since God is always on time, and He's never late, I believe fathers ought to be looked at. Just the same. I know you think that your dad, that your husband sometimes won't show up on time. But you've got to remember what he's doing. He, God is never too late. I say fathers are never too late. If they show up, that's being on time. I'm saying fathers make the sacrifice. I'm saying fathers, know the importance of looking at the life of Jesus and understand that we must make a sacrifice. We go to work, that's because we want to take care of our families. Work and take care. Work and take time for our children. That's being Punctual. I'm saying fathers will forsake their leisure time to just show the children and show the wife that they are punctual and they understand the significance of a sacrifice. A father loves always on time. I'm saying fathers love every time they give their wife what the wife requests. That's showing love. I'm saying fathers will forsake and give their children everything they want. Not necessarily what they need, but what they want. Father, let's be truthful this morning. We said, I'm going to provide my child with a better life than I've had. That's why we give them what they want, not necessarily what they need. I believe that if we spend more time giving our children what they needed, then we can help them to see what they want. Maybe I'm just from the old school. Maybe them old whoopings that I got got me in the state of mind that I'm in right now. I believe that we ought to spend time in making sure that our children read the word of God. I believe that right now, Our children need to know the significance of the goodness and the greatness of God. I hear so many people saying that through this pandemic, watching worship at home have distracted me that I want to get back to worship. But I'm afraid. I'm scared. But we go to our jobs every day we don't get distracted on our jobs but how is it that we get distracted at worship service i'm saying fathers let's go back and lead according to god the father i'm talking to someone here this morning someone that we have been talking to all morning long because you know there's a father as a man, you need to make right choices. And putting God first is a right choice. Putting Christ on in the watery grave of baptism is a right choice. I'm trying to get you this morning to see. Paul said, For as many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. It was Jesus that said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not, shall be damned. Peter says that eight souls were saved by water. He says But baptism now does save us. It's not the washing away of the filth of the flesh, but it's an answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm talking to some men this morning that need to say yes to Jesus and need to come down here and be baptized this day for the remissions of their sins, that they can be in Christ Jesus, that they can be a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse number 17, they can be a new creation of the Lord Jesus. I'm talking to some individuals today that simply know that their father's already provided that solid foundation. And you need to say yes to Jesus. So many have wandered far from the Lord. And It is amazing. The Lord never wanders far from you and me. John writes and says, if we confess our faults, he's just and faithful to forgive us of all of our transgressions. I'm trying to encourage you this morning to repent of your sins and confess and ask God to continue to bless you and strengthen you in a mighty way. We want you to know this morning that we're here for you. If you desire to come and be baptized for the remission of your sins, we are here. And we are concerned not only about your physical life, but certainly you know that we are concerned about your spiritual well-being. Pray with me, please. Our God, our Father, we thank you for what our hearts have felt, our eyes have seen. Father, as we look into your word, we thank you, Father, that we can follow your example to be the man of God that you desire for us to be. Father, we thank you this day for working in our lives in such a way the Father, we can be light to this dark and dim world. Father, we thank you for being in our midst this day. But Father, we will follow your pattern. We will cause others to know the importance of seeing Jesus, putting Jesus on in baptism. Father, we thank you. We thank you and we praise you, Father, for the church that their son purchased with his own precious blood. Father, we're thankful for the Holy Spirit, which is our seal, our guide, and our comforter. Father, help us that we might reach out to serve man as we continue to reach up to magnify thy name. We praise you. We thank you, Father, in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus and the children of God said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. You know that love said it lifted me. Oh